This is Word for the Week, exploring a balanced view of Scripture for the wholeness of life. for wisdom, understanding, and growth. So Kathy, do you think there's a difference between anxiety and fear? I would imagine there is because you're asking, but I just don't know what it is. (laughs) Okay, or how to explain that. I bet you do, you're just explaining it. Well, we're going to take a look at that and do some other things and first we have to do some stuff. Welcome to Word for the Week where we explore a single word from God's point of view. That's right, uh, kind of a new format and that's what we will be doing from now on is is exploring one single word from God's view each week. Mm-hmm. But before we do that in the uh, stuff before that, something else we're going to do is highlight a song, and it'll be some worship song that we've fallen in love with enough to um, try our own version of it. Mm-hmm. And each week we'll bring a pick to you. So, Kath, how about the song for this week? Well, the song is featured on an album by Ed Cash and Bethel Music. And here is something that Ed Cash himself shared about the album. The recordings on this album use cutting-edge techniques scientifically proven to help heal parts of the brain that are damaged by all kinds of emotional trauma like anxiety, depression, abuse, divorce, and grief by engaging both sides of the brain through the gentle panning of, I love that sound, of peaceful soundscapes known as bilateral music. You may have heard of that. Producer Ed Cash said in a release, as you listen... Breathe slow and deep and enjoy the healing, peaceful effects of these powerful biblical truths proclaimed over your life. And our favorite version from Ed Cash's band slash family, We the Kingdom, is this song, Peace. Right. Now, that's something pretty ambitious what you read in there. Yeah. So, but... uh, I didn't didn't realize that. Yeah, it's um, the whole album, quite an ambitious Mm. project. Here's this song and... Here's our version of it. When my mind is like a battlefield And my heart is overcome by fear And hope seems like a ship it's lost at sea. My enemies on every side. Now I'm tempted to run and hide. Gentle whisper reaches out to me. Peace. 
Now, back to our question. Is fear and anxiety the same thing? Well, even though we could come up with our own expert explanations Mm -hmm. and definitions, let's instead uh, take a look at what the experts do say, how they define the words. Okay. Anxiety, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Desire to do something, typically accompanied by unease. From the American Psychological Association, they say, people with anxiety disorders usually have recurring intrusive thoughts or concerns. They may avoid certain situations out of worry. They may also have physical symptoms, such as sweating, trembling, dizziness, or a rapid heartbeat. Now, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by being aware of danger, a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc., a threat, real or imagined. Okay, so there's the definition of both words. If they are not the same, then what's your impression or conclusion? It seems like fear is specific, where anxiety is more general and uh, free-floating anxiety comes to mind. You know? Yeah, well, and that's that's really kind of what I gather, too, the idea, too, that fear in being specific is acute but temporary, as in... That dog's going to bite you. You're in fear for the moment. The dog goes away. You're not in fear. Where um, anxiety is nebulous. It's kind of broad. You can't put your finger on it. It, It's not acute, but it's chronic. Yes. And then I guess when it hits an extreme, it is acute and chronic, but it it never goes away. So the... um, the question that came to mind to me as I was looking at this, well, okay, then what's the ripple effect through society? How, how does it affect us socially? And I, I guess I'm not the only one thinking mm-hmm. that way because um, if you get App, Apple News is where I came on my radar, Time had done an article called, um, and see if I didn't write it down, so make sure, see if I can get this right. Um, why everyone is being so rude right now? I think was yeah. was the way yeah. it was. So it was why all is about, everybody being so rude? Uh, yeah, right now that's that's correct. Yeah. And we don't want to read the whole article, but I thought there was some interesting stuff in the article. Mm-hmm. So this Time article, if it, have you read some? We're not taking credit. We're, uh, <laughs> no, there's just some excerpts. <clears throat> uh, in September 2021, it was a bad month for manners. On the 21st. A woman pulled a gun on servers at a Philadelphia fast food restaurant when they asked her to order online. (laughs) On the 16th, several women from Texas pummeled a hostess at a New York City family-style restaurant. And a few days prior to that, a Connecticut mother was investigated for slapping an elementary school bus driver. And that same week, a California woman was charged with felony assault for attacking a Southwest Airlines flight attendant and dislodging some of her teeth. In Massachusetts, at at a restaurant, at least one restaurant in the area felt obliged to close for a day to give its employees time to recover from the impoliteness of the guests. So, and the article goes on, we don't want to steal, like we say, the whole article, but they do give some of their speculations why this is. I wonder how about we we hear about some of that. Um, Our flight instincts are triggered. We're we're going through a time where physiologically people's threat systems is at a heightened level. Okay, and of course, unexpected things are like 
COVID. COVID. Yeah, um, and the second thing, power dynamics have shifted. It's not a coincidence, psychologists say, that much of the incivility occurs towards people who are in customer service industries. People feel almost entitled to be rude to people who aren't in a position of power. It's displaced anger, says Dr. Bernard. They're angry about other things, but they take it out on in those encounters. And on the internet, people feel like they can say anything. They always have, but it's worse. They no longer guard themselves. And I think they transfer that lack of filter into public life. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, okay, I guess yeah, it's a little, little bit more. more. People perceive threats in such things as COVID and currents in society, which all the different things are going on. It becomes a broad sense of anxiety that's always there. Chronic anxiety is released in inappropriate anger. Right. That's the kind of little thought of uh, yeah. stuck on the end there and had you quote it. But um, you know what it reminds me as of listening to this is the, the old um, kick your dog syndrome. You've probably even seen that in a cartoon. The father comes home mad. Mm -hmm. He barks at the wife. The wife barks at the kids. Uh, the kids bark at each other down to the smallest kid who then goes out and kicks, kicks the dog. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's <clears throat> that something in us that does that you know it's and i think that really brings us to our single word for the week which is peace 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 is uh the single word we, we were defining all these words but yes this is uh this is the actual word we were coming down to was uh peace um and and really when you think of it for all the crazy road rage the escalation of of everything that's going on in the chaos, what could be more of, if you were to have an attribute or a skill or whatever you want to, a power mm. right now, what could be greater than personal peace that you it's carry It's really around a superpower for? to have it nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> really, know? yeah. And here's the amazing thing. God doesn't only offer personal peace. He shares a formula for peace beyond understanding. Now, that that's... Um, I want to say awesome, provocative, however you will, peace that I will give you. That's enough. But to have peace beyond understanding, mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? I mean, when you think of that. Out of the ordinary. It it does not come to us naturally. It's not that that natural within us. We can't, we can't do it ourselves. We can't do it ourselves. And I guess for me, beyond understanding, it's also... I have peace when I shouldn't have peace. How, right. How is it happening that I'm, right. I can't reason my way into peace on this? Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Well, this promise is known from in a letter to uh, the Philippians from the Apostle Paul. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, we'll start verse 4-7 uh, is the, is the um, actual the, promise. Right. So I thought I'd get you to start there. Just that one little reading. Philippians 4, 7. Be anxious for nothing. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, the beauty of this, let me put that, you don't have to be an expert on this either. If, if you want to go out and get something that's worthwhile, of course, a study Bible is great. But let me also suggest this, an interlinear Bible. Mm. And you don't even have to shell out a bunch of money. There's free ones on the internet to read this, but an interlinear Bible, because what that does is give you the, the original words, of course, the New Testament written in Greek. It'll give you the words 
kind of verbatim as they were said. Mm -hmm. And you don't even have to know how to pronounce it to, to gain the understanding from what they meant. Yep, mm -hmm. because there are some tough words. Yeah. But the beauty in the language, for instance, peace beyond understanding is actually um, transliterates peace of the God uh, and then peace, the one beyond superior to every mind or mental state. Mm -hmm. So he's, it's peace be, uh, that is superior to every mind or mental state. The creator that made our brains and our bodies is, and who is superior, <laughs> he created us. created this. He, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it makes sense in that way. But what we found, though, is that the promise is by a formula. It's almost like everything else. Right. If you want this, right. that's fine, but there's a way to attain it. You just don't say, okay, I'll take it. So and I've got the formula. Well, uh, and uh, and just not to correct you, but it's it's scripture. <laughs> that, well, yes. that's the formula. Yes. yes. So uh, <laughs> let's take a look at like we read one line out of that right. thought passage. How about reading the whole thing for us? Philippians four four through seven. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay. Now, people will notice that as they look at our little, uh, I don't what we we'll call it, our, our virtual blackboard up there, mm. is that certain words are highlighted. And the idea, of course, is kind of in the bluish highlighting there, the bluish text. There's the promise, and then all the other ones are operative phrases that if we, if we kind of like condensed it, pulled out those phrases or those words, those concepts, mm -hmm. and you follow those, then you have the formula for peace beyond understanding. A equals B equals C. <coughs> yeah, okay. some of that going on. So if we did... What does it make that formula look like? Uh, can you read for us the formula? Yes. <laughs> now it's my chance <laughs> for the formula. That's the, no. Okay. Peace is always in the context of God, specifically Christ the Lord. Rejoice always. Gentleness be lived out to all. Remember the nearness of God. Replace anxiety with prayer. Replace anxiety with supplication, and do those with thanksgiving. Very good. You did the last one out from memory. I didn't even have your script scroll down. Oh, oh, the, the, the oh, you blackboard. Could, you could take credit for that. <laughs> well, okay. You're like people at church that too honestly say, "That's great. You got that." They, they could point at the screen. And, oh, yeah, right. It's up there. Everybody else can see it. <clears throat> yeah, I could be so impressed for for no reason. <laughs> But anyway, <clears throat> yes, there are, and once again, on the words, you see the, 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 the words are kind of highlighted in yellow up there. Those are the operative words. Right. So if those are the operative words, I had you read that we kind of did a flyby. There, there's the formula in, in first impression, but let's go in and take a little bit of look at each of those operative words sure. and, and see what... The Bible meant when it used them, when Paul wrote these. Right. Rejoice. Okay, rejoice. Looking at the, what's interesting, once again, if you do the translinear thing and you look at it, 
it can be translated, be you rejoicing, mm -hmm. or uh, you be joying, you be joying, uh, the word joy. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, what sticks out there is, is it's something that is going on continually. It's not like, you know, do it this time. It's something that's continual going on. The word meaning, uh, which is very interesting, it means rejoice favorably disposed or leaning towards, as in, I enjoy you, so I'm leaning towards you, I'm leaning towards where I'm, I find my joy. What's really interesting for anybody who's studying scripture and kind of truly dividing the word is that rejoice shares a common root with the word grace. They both in, in the Greek come from the same word. So that means the literal meaning, the literal meaning of rejoice is to experience God's grace. Wow. That, that's the literal meaning of that's the word. Cool. So when that's Paul really says cool. <laughs> rejoice and again, I say rejoice, right. it's a big word. Yeah, so, sure is. Number one on the formula. Number two is gentle. Gentle, which is an interesting word as well. <clears throat> and I was telling telling you and said, no, maybe, you know, it's not a Greek lesson, is that some of these are the hardest words in Greek to, to pronounce. But the meaning of gentle starts with patient. Uh, gentle translates to patient, which makes sense because I don't know about you. I know with myself, personal experience, if I lose patience, there's a good chance I'm not going to be very gentle. Uh, moderate, which is which is another moderate, isn't it? <clears throat> well, I, I, is it moderate or moderate? I, I think it's moderate. moderate, and I'll tell you why. This is another great one: is have you ever been in this situation where um, it's all or nothing? It's it's like if you're telling huh. me you, you're just a loser, or you know you're just now everybody's uh, doing and, this. And everybody's right? doing the right, and and when you become objective, you say, you know what? You're not doing so well in this area, but you're doing well in these other areas, uh, you know, uh, that type of thing. Yeah. So there's a, 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 an objectivity or moderation that comes with gentle. Mm -hmm. Equitable makes sense. Mm -hmm. Fair makes mm -hmm. sense. If I just spout out, you know, in correction, you're just doing everything wrong, and that's not fair. Mm -hmm. The interesting word for gentle that I found was lenience or to be lenient because generally we see that in negative is that no you need to be the same you know but to be lenient is actually part of this meaning of gentle interesting um the next word is anxious and we found you you did a, a great job for us reading those definitions in the beginning and anxious to the greek is the same thing as it is to us in english the idea of getting overwhelmed with worry or cares and next, and these are interesting, prayer. Yeah, the, the idea, because if you notice when we read that in, in the uh, passage, it said prayer and supplication. Right. So there was a, distinct, a distinction between, or depending on your translation, you could say prayer and uh, petition. Right. Uh, some say prayer and request, depending on your translation. But so what's the difference? <clears throat> yeah, that's the idea is that it's implying there's a difference between mm -hmm. prayer and asking. Yeah. And prayer uh, is an interesting word because it simply means to address God, to address God. 
I'm addressing you right now, we're addressing the public to address God. It can also be tied in with the idea of a place set aside to address God. Hmm. So it is the meeting and can refer to the meeting place. In Jesus' prayer, when he taught prayer, he started out with acknowledging um, right. our Father who art in heaven. Who he's talking to, sure. Yeah. yeah. In, a, in a very explicit way. So, yeah. uh, and, and this is unfortunate because when when most people think of prayer and they launch into it, how do we do it? I think <laughs> asking, asking, yeah. asking. Yeah. yeah. Hey, God, nice to see you. Hey, by the way, we need a la la la. And it's a really good and noble prayer if I'm not asking for myself but for everybody else. Right. But it's still all about asking. Mm -hmm. So prayer, simply to address God, and mm -hmm. then the next supplication. The supplication, which that's the asks. Yeah, and and it's a rather, if I use the word strong or aggressive or acute word, because mm -hmm. I can ask you something. I say, hey, uh, I'm asking. Can you read this or can you give me that pencil or whatever? It's a it's a pretty light word. But supplication refers to asking in need or privation or seeking or entreating, almost begging. It's, it's a very strong word. Something you really need peace for. You know? Yeah, something, yeah. Um, yeah. And Some situation or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you're not messing around. This mm -hmm. is, is something. So you have prayer and supplication, which then brings you to the last word of the formula. Thanksgiving. Yeah, and in the idea of Thanksgiving, I always say for our Catholic friends anyway, and this is interesting, the word Eucharist mm -hmm. comes from this word. And here's the difference, Kath, with between, because we could be doing a secular program and how do you find peace? And I've, I've heard these, actually. I've listened mm -hmm. through. And they do great, and they point out well, what you need to do is remember what you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, they're right. I mean, Mm -hmm. It's hard to be negative and positive at the same time. Mm -hmm. But here's the difference in this word. Um, uh, um, I was going to say Eucharistia, but that in the in the actual Greek, it's, it's, it's pronounced much differently than that. It is to give thanks, but as an act of worship. So that's well, a whole other element. Yeah. Give thanks, but as an act of worship. So as you pointed out, um, prayer and supplication are kind of like in the same, they're, this, they're different things, but they're the same little bundle, if you will. Mm -hmm. Both of them, to make them work, though, have to be done with this Thanksgiving. Prayer with Thanksgiving. Hmm. Supplication with Thanksgiving. Right. And then you, there you have the whole formula, mm -hmm. which... Now that we kind of understand from a biblical standpoint, I was just going to have you go back and read the your original formula again. From sure. Those. Peace is always in the context of God, specifically Christ Lord. Rejoice always. Gentleness to be lived out to all. Remember the nearness of God. Replace anxiety with prayer. Replace anxiety with supplication. And do those with thanksgiving. So there you go. Mm. Rejoice, gentle, near, prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Mm. Yes, all in that little thing. So there's God's formula. He says if, if we do this, that's when you get this peace beyond understanding. There surpasses understanding mm -hmm. even better. I find it so practical that 
I, I was really taking peace and expanding. Here it is, our first episode. I'm already blowing it out of the water. <laughs> it's not just for the week, but setting up a challenge, a practice for the entire month. And, and I've even given it a name. Here it is for November. Uh, if people take on our challenge of a, a month of gratitude. A month of gratitude. A well, month, how, how does that work? Well, a month of gratitude, I see you pointing over there, so I want to bring that up. There we <laughs> go. Well, it works like this. Um, really, really simple is every day, and I do mean every day as much as you can, first thing in the morning, maybe for you it's only 30 seconds, maybe for you it's a little longer, but address God, speak to God, and whatever else you do in your prayer, but begin with one specific thing for which you are grateful. One Different thing. one each day. Different one each day. This uh, is perfect. Thanksgiving month. Yeah, yeah, it's Thanksgiving month. And um, it's not, you know, we, we've done little campaigns like this before. But this is to try and say, you know what they say, um, uh, our friend Bob, he, he said, with with sports, he, said, he, he, he pointed that out too, is... Um, if you do something for so many days, you know, it's a practice, do it so many other days in, in duration, it becomes a habit. Yeah, right. And then, of course, continue and it becomes a way of life. Mm -hmm. And really, that's what we're after. Right. But try this for one month, 30 seconds in the morning, if that's all it is. Don't start the day without some little prayer. Maybe maybe we could even say, uh, hook, hook it up with your your feet hitting the floor as you get out of bed, mm -hmm. you know, because everybody's feet have to hit the floor, mm -hmm. is give that quick prayer of, I am grateful, I'm truly grateful for X, Y, Z, different thing every day, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> and try that throughout the month. Yeah, I think that'd be <laughs> well. Neat. We did a similar thing, we did the mobile mobiles, and, and that was really cool. Yeah, and a lot of people participated. But, and if if you have things that you like to share with us, things that God's done in your life that you're thankful for, send them in. We have several ways you can get a hold of us. That'd be yeah, be great. I thought it'd be the difference in this one is a real progress report because we're kind of putting uh, God to the test in a way, not in in a bad way, but in a good way. Is that if we truly do this, that we will start developing peace that surpasses understanding his formula. Mm -hmm. So we'll do a progress report through the month mm -hmm. and uh, we'd like to, to hear from you. Maybe you can uh, either email, text will be, this is a podcast it's uh, through the website um, YouTube, Facebook so there's mm -hmm. a number of ways you, you could uh, reach us and uh, tell us uh, yeah, here's, here's my idea this is what I was thankful for so um, that's the idea. So what do you think? I think that's cool. <clears throat> I, I'm excited to do it. Yeah, I think it's a, a good... I'm I'm excited myself to see what state I'm in by the end of the month. If, in fact, because this is something I'm planning, but life is going to throw a whole bunch of stuff at me I'm not You can planning. be sure. <laughs> yeah. So let's see if yeah. I can have peace beyond understanding. And that's our word for the week. Yep. Peace. Peace. So, so. let's... 
find some guys. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, may it be a big part of your life, especially this week as you get out there. And, and uh, next week as we continue, we'll have a different word for you. It's the word of the week. Uh, posting now instead of Tuesdays, Fridays. And, um, uh, and they'll probably tie in sometimes to the Sunday topics. So uh, just, just something to help you through the week. So for this week, peace out. Peace out. <laughs>